This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 319, we're going to be talking about 10 ways to increase your blog revenue. Yes, indeed. Today, it's all about talking about the business aspect of your blogging and taking that to the next level. Whether you're just starting out in your blogging business journey or you have a solid business already, there's always something new we can learn and if you really want to have an impact with your blog you have to have a way to fund its growth so i'm going to be talking about a few things that you can do to set up the right foundation for growing your blogging business and then we'll dive right into the 10 things i'm not just going to list it out for you we're going to go as deep as we can with the time that we have so you know what increasing your blog revenue That's what we're going to be talking about today. What is up? What is up? Hope you are having a fantastic week so far. If you aren't for some reason, I hope that by the end of this podcast, you will be having, you will be able to say, maybe you're going to tweet at me, you're going to message me on Facebook, and you're going to say, you know what, I listen to your podcast and I feel so much better. That's what I'm hoping for in today's episode. Episode. Now, I said we're going to be talking about 10 ways that you can increase your blog revenue. And, and you know what? Regardless of what level you're at, you're going to learn about something new. There's a, you know what? Let me, let me say this. There's a 99% chance. This is statistically proven. I just proved it to myself statistically in my head <laughs> that you're going to learn about something new that you can try to increase your blog revenue. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with some of the more basic things. I am going to assume, now some of you are going to hear this and you'll be like, oh man, Leslie, don't assume that. But I'm going to assume that you are already making some money with your blog. Now, if you aren't, or even if you, you don't have a blog, or maybe you do have a blog, it's going well, but you don't plan on monetizing your blog. You know, I had someone emailed me just yesterday saying, you know, you know I, I want to build my blog, but I don't even really want to monetize it. If that person is you, still listen to this episode because I guarantee that there are going to be things that you can apply to what you are trying to do. And if you know you're going to be blogging in the future, it's good to kind of look into the future and start thinking about some of these things. So that's what we're going to do today. Now, before we get into all of that, I want to make a quick announcement because you, some of you that listened to the last episode, you know that I am launching a mastermind group uh, uh, that I'm calling the Blogger Dream Team. This is a high-level paid mastermind, and you know I just started interviewing people uh, for the Dream Team yesterday, and I am super pumped. We have our first member of the Dream Team, and man, man, I, I, if I was excited before. I'm actually more excited now. This is for advanced bloggers who really want to take what they're doing and grow it to the next level. And if you are interested in joining a mastermind group, if you want to join a group of people that are investing in themselves and really fighting to take things to the next level, but not just business-wise, but also in terms of impact, I want to invite you to apply. Just go to becomeablogger.com slash apply. Once again, that's becomeablogger.com slash apply. This is not for bloggers that are trying to figure out what they want to do, try to get their blog started. For that, there's something completely different for that. But this is for you, the person that is already doing well with their blogging business and they want to take things to the next level. So 
Check it out. If you if that sounds like you, if you're even remotely interested, become a blogger.com slash apply. All right, let's get into today's content. Let's set the foundation. I want to talk about a few things that I think a lot of bloggers don't think about when they are starting their blog and even as they are growing their blog. A lot of people got into this. They kind of fell into blogging. Uh, they were writing about a certain topic and they started getting traction and then you know, eventually they realized they can make some money with this and they start doing that and then they start growing their blog. But hey, I want, I want us as bloggers, as a blogging community, to start looking at our blogs a little different. And this is something that I've started doing over the last year or two, and I'm still, I still have a long way to go, but making progress. And th- this one point here is so important. Here's what I want for you to work towards if you're not at this point already. You need to know your numbers. You need to know and have a deep understanding of what your numbers is. Now, what do I mean by numbers? Leslie, what do you mean? Do you mean know how many people are visiting your blog? Well, yeah, I I do mean some of that. Do you mean uh, know... You know, how many people are signing up to your email list? Well, yeah, I I do mean some of that, but I want us to take it to the next level. I want you to know things like what is the lifetime value of your customers? People that sign up or purchase something for you, they they join your membership, they're, they're using your services. How much do they spend over their lifetime on average? Now, this is going to be a number, hopefully, that continues to change and continues to increase over time. But I want you to start getting a better understanding of what that is. Now, there are a number of ways that you can do it. I'm a little old school, and I find that it works very well. We have a spreadsheet that we use for tracking every member that comes into the coaching club and how much they spend, how long they stay around, um, and all those details. This is something that took me a while to develop, but it's specific to my business. And now I, have a, I can look at this spreadsheet and see you know, how long my active members have, have been members. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It says the active members now have been around for an average of 13 months. Uh, the canceled members stay around for about six months. The total average retention, I can see it's about eight months. And, and I, I, you know, when it comes to membership sites, the average that you see out there is anywhere from two to three months. Uh, and And this was at about six months a few months ago, and now we've increased it to eight months with the goal of getting to a year and then beyond that and so on. These numbers are very important, but not just, you know, lifetime value and those types of things. But what are your conversion rates Uh, for the people that sign up to your blog, uh, sign up to your email list? What is your conversion rates from subscribers to customers, your conversion rate for your individual landing pages that you're using? And and there are different programs that you can use to track that if you are using something like lead pages or you're using uh, Thrive Architect or something of that sort. To generate these landing pages, you can see what the conversion rates are. But the the main thing here is not the technology. I want you to be thinking about getting to the point where you can understand the numbers in your business. And beyond those numbers... Once you're once you reach to that point, you're you'll also be able to to determine how much is each subscriber worth. Those numbers will empower you in so many ways. So that's part of setting the foundation. I want you to at least be thinking about these kinds of details. All right? That's number one. Know your numbers. Number two, know your ideal customer. Your ideal customer, what does he or she do? And when I say what does he or she do, uh, yes, I mean, you know, what do, do they do for a living? What do they enjoy? What are they struggling with? And all those types of things. But what do they actually do when they come to your blog as well? Do they, you know, visit a few pages and then leave? Do they visit a few pages and then jump onto your email list? Do they interact with your emails in a certain way? Uh, do, they, do they visit your sales page multiple times before making a decision and so on? How do they interact with your blog? How do they interact with the content that you send them? Because once you understand who that person is, you can start to target that person even better. If I know, for example, uh, that the average person that uh, joins my membership visits my, my, my sales page three times, I'm going to do what I can now to get people to visit that sales page 
at least three times. You know, th th that's just an example. But I want you to know your numbers. I want you to know your ideal customer. And if you don't, don't feel terrible about it. But I want you to start thinking about figuring that out. All right? This is going to help to set the foundation for all of these other things that we're going to be talking about, the 10 steps that we're going to be getting into in this podcast episode. Now, the question is, are you ready for these 10 steps? Because there are 10 steps. All right. You are? I, I asked you. Uh, did you just say yes? Okay, sweet. All right. Let's do it now. Since I know you're ready, let's do it. S not step 10 steps, 10 ways. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. You know, I wish I edit. No, I don't. I don't wish I edited my podcast. Yeah, it'd sound more polished. But you know what? Quite frankly, in life, you know, I just like to be real. If I make a mistake, I make a mistake. It's all good. So way number one. Way number one is something that scares a lot of people. Um, now, I'm assuming that you're already making some money with your blog. Maybe you have a product or a service that you sell or something along those lines. And if you don't, it's fine. I still want you to think about this. This is one thing that I've had a number of coaching clients come to me, and it was the first thing we did in some of those situations, and it freaked them out until we did it. No, even after we did it. But then when they saw what happened as a result, all of a sudden, the freak out was gone. And that is this. Increase your prices. It's, it's like the obvious one, right? If you want to make more money and there is room for you to increase your prices, increase your prices. Now, how do you know if there is room to increase your prices? Well, you start by increasing them and you see what happens. I, I remember I had one client in particular that had a bunch of ebooks that she was selling. And I think she was selling them at like five, six bucks and so on. And she was making a decent amount of money. And I said, all right, let's increase the prices. And she was like, what? No, you don't understand. My audience won't buy this. And I'm like, wait, how do you know that they won't buy it at that price? She's like, well, I just know. So I said, all right, well, let's try it out. We're going to increase the prices. And then she was like, okay, so what are we going to increase it to? Should we go to 9 bucks or 10 I was like, no, let's go to 17 And she freaked out. <laughs> she freaked out. Like, are you kidding? They're not going to pay $17 for this. And we increased the prices. And you know what? They kept buying. And you know what was the difference between the before and the after? Well, all of a sudden, she was making much more money. <laughs> so here's what I tell people, generally speaking. Try increasing your prices and see what happens. If you notice that the sales stay the same or maybe they increase a little bit, uh, then obviously you're 100% fine. If they start to go down a little bit but you still notice that you're making more than you were making before and it justifies um, the, 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 the change that you're making, then continue. Now, if you increase your price to a point and you see all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, I am making significantly less. I'm making less money than I was making before. Obviously, you, you've reached a point that's kind of like a threshold, and you've reached that threshold to where, okay, this is getting a little uncomfortable, and my audience isn't responding to this change as well as before. So way number one is very simple. Some of you are thinking, really, that's, those are the tips you're going to give me? You want to make more money, increase your price? Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to start with the simple stuff. I promise you. I promise you. It's going to get complex by number 10. <laughs> but I'm most excited about number 10. Okay? I just want I just want to drop that out there. I am most excited about number 10 even though it's going to be the most complicated one that I'm going to mention so far, but stick around and you'll see what I'm talking about. All right. So, that's number 1. Very simple, very obvious. Uh, and try it out and see what happens. If it doesn't work out, you can always change. That's the beauty of what we do. Way number two. This is another obvious one, I think. Add a higher level product or service. Just add a higher level product or service. When I start, when I left my job in 2014, if you don't know, I used to be a, 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 a university professor in a doctor of physical therapy program teaching classes like anatomy and neuroscience and pathophysiology, the stuff that gets me, the nerdy guy, the nerdy scientist, very excited. I left that job. 
and I started, you know, focusing full time on my blogging business. And I knew I needed to start by launching a product. And the first product I had in mind was my coaching club. And I, I launched that at 27 bucks a month. Now it's up to, um, well, now it's up. I don't know when you're listening to this. So it might be up to a million dollars a month in the year 2062 or something of that sort. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, I launched that product. But I knew that if I were to, if I, if, if I, if I were, to be able to cover my expenses and to do what I need to do to take care of my family, I needed more than this $27 a month product. So I then decided to launch coaching, one-on-one coaching. That was a higher level product, well, a higher level service that I was offering. And at the time, I was charging about $500 a a month for this one-on-one coaching. But by doing that, that allowed me to make significantly more money than I would have made by charging $27 a month. If you, ha- if you charge $500 a month and you have uh, two clients, you're making $1,000 a month. But if you have a $27 a month product, you got to find like uh, uh, a lot. <laughs> you got to find at least 30 something. Me doing math off the top of my head. It's not working. It's very early in the morning. But you got to get at least 30-something clients or or even more, no, no, whatever, between 30 and 40 clients, um, sign-ups in order to make that happen. Just add a higher-level product or service. Think about ways that you can provide even more value to a, a fewer number of people and, and, and that that are in your niche, that are the, the, the places that you can provide value, then go ahead and add that higher-level product or service, whether it's coaching or consulting, whether it's a bigger or more in-depth product, whether you're taking the product that you had before and just going deeper into that. When I launched, when I first launched a membership, a membership site, um, Become a Blogger Premium at that time, we had Become a Blogger Premium, and then we had Become a Blogger Premium Plus. And the Premium Plus included some additional webinars and training and resources. Adding a higher level product or service is a good way to increase your revenue. That's number two. Let's move on to number three. Number three, I'm calling this. Create an 80-20 action plan. Now, a lot of us, you've probably heard of the 80-20 principle or the Pareto principle. And it's the idea that 80% of your output or uh, 80% of the results are going to come from 20% of your input, which means there are a few things that you do that's going to really have the biggest impact on your life, on your business, on your relationships, on everything. 80% of the productivity comes from 20% of the input. And your job now is to identify what that 20% is so that you can increase the amount of time that you focus on that important 20%. Now, this is not a a hard rule in terms of it has to be 20%, but the idea is there are a few things that are going to be most responsible for the biggest results that you have in your life, in your business, and in this case with your business and your blog. So here's what I want you to do. And this is not something that I made up myself. Um, uh, well, actually, everything I'm talking about, I learned from somewhere. But this one, I remember going to an event blogging concentrated with Dan and Rachel. And Dan did a presentation where he showed how to apply the 80-20 principle to your business. And it blew me away because it was so s- simple. But it's, it's, it's in a way that you just don't think about. And this is what he did. He created a spreadsheet where he where he basically tracked all of the revenue in the business. All right, let's say, for example, you make $1,000 a month. And with $1,000 a month, you notice that 500 comes from one source, uh, 200 comes from another, 100 comes from another, and then they have the $50 from one, and then 20 from another, and five from this one, and six from this one, and 17 from this one, and it ends up being $1,000. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to determine what is 80% of that $1,000. And that, of course, in this case will be $800. And if you are looking at the, 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 the revenue that's coming in from the highest to the lowest, determine what is responsible for that first 80%. And what you might notice is that you have like 
13 things on that list. But the 80% comes from like three of those things. Now, all of a sudden, you know what is giving you the most value. You have three things that's responsible for $800, and then you have 10 things that are responsible for $200. Now, let me ask you this question. What does it make sense to focus more on? The 10 things or the three things? Obviously, the three things. And when you approach it from this very systematic way, this systematic approach, you'll start to see that, hey, if I do more of this, I can accelerate my growth significantly. So once again, you have this number, this amount that you make, whether it's 1000 or $2,000. You take 80% of that. You're going to rank all of the things that make you money from the highest to the lowest. And then you're going to determine what is responsible for the first 80%. And those are the things you're going to focus on. And if you do that, I can almost guarantee you that your revenue is going to increase. But I don't want you to stop there. I don't want you to just do this with your income. I also want you to do this with your, your content. Go into Google Analytics and look at all of the pages that are visited on your blog. And then you want to rank them. Google Analytics fortunately ranks this uh, um, for you without you having to do anything from the greatest to the least. So what I want you to do is go to that report. You're going to go. I'm actually going into my Google Analytics right now. You're going to go into uh, behavior. And then you're going to go to site content and all pages. All right. And then you're going to see you had a certain number of page views. Let's say you have, I like, keeping the numbers simple, 10,000 page views. The, what you want to then look at is what is responsible for the first 8,000 of those page views. All right? And you may notice that it's not like, okay, you may have 1,000 pieces, 1,000 pages on your site, but you may notice that it's just the first 15 that's responsible for those 800 page views. What does that tell you? Well, it tells you the content that's performing well. And then, obviously, you can create more of that content to get more people to your business and more people resonating with your blog content. And that gets more people into your funnel and all that good stuff. I want you to do that with the, your income. I want you to do that with your content. I want you to do that with the keywords that people are searching for to get to your blog. You do that with the keywords, you're going to see, hey, these are the top keywords that are really sending me some serious good, good traffic. Uh, you can use that in Google Analytics or even better in Google Search Console where you can see exactly what the keywords are and how you're ranking all those good details and what is responsible for the, 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 the greatest, the first 80%. That is what you want to focus more time on. In other words, focus on what's working. All right. That is number three. Let's move on to number four. Number four. Once again, assuming you have a product to sell and you're already selling it. One way to increase your revenue is by refining the copy of your sales page. Now, I know a number of people who are making decent money with their blogs and you go to their sales pages and maybe they don't even have a good sales page or they don't even have a sales page. It's just kind of like a link that you go and you buy, right? Increase the value of that sales page by refining the copy on that page. The copy are the that's the words that you use, the story that you tell, the compelling uh, a content that you put on that page to convince people to purchase that particular product. Now, there's an excellent framework that uh, my, my friend Ray Edwards from rayedwards.com teaches that's called the Pastor Framework. And I've walked a number of my clients through this when they had a sales page and I, I just didn't like the direction that it was going because it wasn't very compelling. And I'm going to give you the acronym. I'm going to briefly describe this to you and then I'm going to point you to a resource. I'm going to link to it where Ray Edwards does like a really good job at explaining this. It's the pastor framework. The P stands for pain. 
one of the problems that I see with a lot of sales pages is they start by talking about how awesome what they have is and the value that you get. No, people don't buy because you have something awesome. People buy because they have a problem that they want solved. And if you can emphasize that pain, that problem right at the beginning, you're going to have much more success. Then you go to A, which is amplify. So what would happen if they were to not take action on that pain? All right, you, you've showed them what the pain is, and maybe the pain is they are struggling to make ends meet, or they're, no, let's go with they're struggling to start a blog. All right, that is the pain. How do you amplify that? Well, what would happen if they just continued just struggling on their own and, 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 and kind of uh, searching all over the internet with the millions of pages that are there? Now they get overwhelmed. They're confused. They're not sure what to do. And they feel like it's just not worth it for the time and effort that they're putting in. And they just give up. You emphasize the pain, the problem. But then you amplify it by letting them know. What's going to happen if they do absolutely nothing or if they continue doing what they're doing? Then you offer the solution. What is the solution to this problem? And I can then say it's to become a blogger uh, coaching club and you can find, well, yeah, it's to become a blogger coaching club. And I tell them all about what's contained in the coaching club, you know, the, 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 the training that we have in there, the, the live coaching calls, the, the Facebook group where they can go and ask questions and how I respond to their questions with a video to show them exactly how to do the things that they want to do and all that good stuff. That is the solution. Then the T. We have P-A-S, Pain Amplify Solution. T stands for testimony or testimonials. What are other people saying about this awesome product that you have? And you can share some of the success stories from your membership or from your, 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 um, your product, your ebook, whatever the case might be you are trying to sell. Then you make the offer. You let them know this is how much it costs. This is well. This is how. This is what it includes, and this is how much it costs. Go ahead and hit the buy now button, and then the R is the response. This is where they decide, hopefully, to purchase your product. It's that simple. If you can use that framework as you are revising your copy, you're going to have much more success. That's number four. Let's move on to number five. Number five, numero cinco, numero five. Run split tests on your sales pages. Uh-oh, some of you are like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're talking about technology now. You're freaking me out, Leslie. What is this split testing thing? Split test is a very simple concept. It could be tricky to implement depending on the service that you're using, but it's a simple co concept where... Uh, 50% of the people that are coming to your, your page are going to see one version, version A. 50% of the people that are coming to your page are going to see version B. And there's a slight difference between A and B. Maybe you have a different button color, or maybe you have a different headline. Maybe you have a different video or something that's different. You use different images on uh, a different image on version B. And then what you're basically going to do, the software is going to automatically calculate where do you get the highest conversions? Is it with version A or version B? And by going through this process and testing multiple things, you're able to automatically determine what is the most effective version of the factor you, you're testing. And by doing this over time, you're going to refine that sales page even more. There are a few tools that you can use for this. Actually, there are many tools out there. A free version is called Google Optimize. You know, you know who's been impressing me? Google. You know Google? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those big guys up there, you know, they're, they're doing some really awesome things. That, uh, they have some great resources that they provide for free. And Google Optimize is one of those amazing resources. Now, if you want to pay and you want something that's more visual and it, it does, a, it, you know, some people find it easier, uh, there's Visual Website Optimizer. That's a tool that you can use for running split tests. There are many other tools. Maybe you're using one already. Maybe you've never even heard of split testing. 
I want you to be thinking about this. Now, because we're talking about business here. And if we're talking about business, I want us to think about this like a business. And I want us to test rather than guess. By guessing, you're setting yourself up for potential failure. I mean, by testing, you are actually, you know, you're running experiments. And you're trying to see based on the data what is actually going to work. So, number five, run split tests test your sales page elements. Let's move on to number five, numero cinco, numero zes. You ready for it? Number six, create a new sales funnel. So maybe you have a product, maybe you have a, a service and you've been selling it a certain way for a while and it's been going well. You've been targeting a certain subset of, a subset of the population and some of those people are buying your stuff great. Maybe you already have a well-defined sales funnel. Maybe you don't have one. So if, that, if that's the case, maybe it's just the creating a sales funnel. But if you already have one and it's working, why not add a new sales funnel? Why not create a, a, a new lead magnet that's targeting a slightly different person or coming from a slightly different angle, uh, but still targeting the, one of the ideal people that, 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 that would be your ideal customer? Why not add a new, a new sales funnel? Create that new lead magnet. Have that new autoresponder sequence that sells from a different angle, that, 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 that shows the value, that demonstrates the value, but from a different aspect than the, 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 the funnel that you already have or the funnel that you don't have. If you don't have a funnel, it's going to be different. <laughs> but why not do just that? Create a new sales funnel. That is number six. Now let's go to number Seven, number seven, numero siete. Is that it? Siete? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> this is one I've I've mentioned it a number of times uh, because of how effective it's been for me. It's something that I'm working on a new one this month, and my plan for 2018 is to work on a new one every month this year, so that by the end of the year I have 12 of these. And this is. Creating a resource center. You know, a lot of people, when they think about selling something, they just think, hey, I need to present this to people, um, tell them how awesome it is, have a great sales page, and that's it. And that can work. It can definitely work. But I'm trying to give you ideas to you know, increase your blog revenue. So this is one that I think can increase your revenue significantly. And that is this. Create the resources to help your audience use whatever it is you're promoting. So a great example from what I've done is a get response. That's one of the email marketing services that I promote uh, because I think it's a great service. But I don't just promote it by telling people, hey, go and get it. I do that, but I don't just do that. I also decided, you know what, I'm going to create an entire resource center with videos and articles showing people how to use GetResponse. And because I've done that, people are searching for you know, how to do things in GetResponse and with different email autoresponder services, and they're stumbling onto my resource center, finding it useful because now there's no guessing. There's no me selling you something and you have to go in to figure out how it works or anything of that sort. Everything is right there. Why not create that ultimate resource for your audience? to help them to how to uh, to help them use or understand the product or the service that you're selling another resource center that i can create um well it's one that i have planned to create next month is you know i'm teaching people how to blog right well what if i had this ultimate free resource on how to get your blog started right now i have an, a, a a very detailed article but what if I created something way more ex extensive? I was going to say expensive, but I meant extensive that provides way more value. A place where if someone is there, they feel, they, they feel like they don't have to go anywhere else and they have everything they need in one place. Don't you think that would help to sell my, my coaching club? Don't you think that would help to promote what I'm doing? And what about you? 
what if you have a cooking blog and and you know you have a uh, a, a recipe ebook all right but what if as a part of those recipes there are certain things that you have to use in order to make that awesome meal those awesome meals that you are sharing in that recipe ebook why not create the ultimate resource showing them how to use the things that they need to use, the specific pots, the specific utensils, the specific whatever it is you have to use in order to make it. Why not create that ultimate resource? If you do that, you know what they're going to think? Man, this person is so helpful. I love the way this person teaches. They provide me with so much value. Oh, wait. Now they have an ebook to show me exactly how I can make these awesome meals using these valuable resources that they just shared with me for free? I'm sold. That's exactly what you want to be. You want to be that resource, that ultimate resource. You want your audience ultimately to feel like they don't need to go anywhere else. Now, it may not be the case right now, but why not think about your business from that perspective? Why not set your blog up as the authority in that space? Does it make sense? I think it makes sense. And that was number seven. Now... We're moving on to number eight. Numero ocho. Numero acht. Sorry, I, that was a little too much saliva. <laughs> Numero acht. Fun side note that you may or may not know. I'm going to guess you don't know it. I am actually Dutch. Did you know that? I know I, you're probably thinking, what, Dutch? You don't look Dutch. No, I'm actually Dutch. I went to school in Dutch. Uh, oh, I used to be able to save most of my life. I can't say that anymore. Up until the age of 17, up until the time that I came to the U.S. to go to, to college, I went to school in Dutch. That was my language of instruction. My first English test, um, like the, the, the first time I did math in English, it was the SATs. Okay, fun side note. Has absolutely nothing to do with this podcast episode, but since I got distracted in speaking Dutch, I figured I'd you know, let you in on that secret, just in case you didn't know. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Number eight. Sorry, I shouldn't speak Dutch and laugh at the same time. Number eight. Let's do it. This one thing has probably sold more of my products than anything else. Can you guess what it is? If you've been listening to me to me for a while and you don't know what it is, I'm a little disappointed in you. I'm, and you can't see, but I'm actually pointing my finger. I'm shaking my finger, uh, my index finger at you like, shame, shame, shame. You should know exactly what it is. Run webinars. Webinars are awesome for selling products. I'll tell you why it's so awesome. Webinars are awesome because within the span of 45 to minutes to an hour, if you do your job well, you provide such a, a tremendous amount of value in that short period of time. You have people's attention and you blow their minds with valuable content. They're going to be so much more likely to buy from you. Webinars are great for selling. And you know why I think it's so great for selling? It's not someone coming to a, 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 a sales page where it's all about selling. It is actually education. It is actually the, the bulk of what you're doing is just providing value. And for me, for the kind of person that I am, that just feels good. It feels good to help people. And if you can make your webinar actionable, if you can make your webinar informative and just, just plain helpful, they're going to come to know, like, and trust you in a, at, an, in a, at an accelerated rate. And that's exactly what you want. So when you do make the pitch, when you do promote the offer, they're going to be much more likely to purchase. 
Now, a good webinar strategy isn't just the webinar. It's the build up to the webinar. It's the what you do on the webinar. It's the what you do after the webinar and how you use email and whatever other, you know, you may be using remarketing or whatever the case may be, how you follow up with them. That is really what's going to make it as effective as possible. I always sell more after the webinar than I do during the webinar. I remember once I did a webinar and I thought it was an awesome webinar. And and at the end of the webinar, I went to check how many sales I made. And I think I had like a hundred and something people on the webinar. And I went to check how many sales I made and I made zero sales. And then soon after I made one sale. But it's not just the webinar, it's the follow-up. And I was surprised that by the end of the three days or however, how much ever days, I think it was either three or four days after the webinar where I followed up with them, I made like 40 sales. I don't remember the exact, no, I think it was between 40 and 50 sales. And that was what I was trying to do. So when I went at the end of the webinar, I only had like zero sales and then one sale. I thought, man, this was a bust, but it wasn't. Webinars work. Webinars sell. That is number eight. Now we're going on to number nine. Numero nueve. Number nine. Let's do it. Run Facebook ads to your ideal audiences. Now here's the thing, right? Facebook, Facebook has become an interesting be- beast. Now we know, or maybe you don't know, I don't know if you've heard the news, but Facebook has announced that organic reach, the the reach that you get on your business pages without paying for them, are going to go down drastically right now. And you're probably thinking, down drastically? They're already down drastically. Well, that's exactly. That's exactly it. All right? They're going to get worse. But where Facebook really shines is 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 with advertising and not just advertising but targeted advertising because you are able to target only the people who are likely to buy and if you know who that person is you're able to be very effective with your Facebook advertising now in the beginning I I emphasize setting a foundation you want to know your numbers now if you know that each lead is worth five dollars what does that tell you that tells you that you can spend 400 I mean not 400 $4.99 per lead and make a profit. It's going to be a very small profit, but by knowing your numbers you are setting yourself up to be able to know how much you can spend. Now if you know each subscriber is worth $5 and you you can get a subscriber for $2.50, what are you going to do? You better be spending that $2.50 all day every day. <laughs> Because it's kind of like an ATM machine, right? You put your card in and you pull some money out. If if you understand who you're targeting and if you understand what their behaviors are, what they're doing, how they interact with your site, you can target the right person at the right time. You can target that person that has been to your sales page three times but never actually followed through. You can target that person specifically. You can target, the if you have a Facebook product, a, a, a course about Facebook marketing, you can target all of the people that visited all of your articles on Facebook marketing because you know that they're interested in it. So it's not just reaching out to a very cold audience. No, they're, they're familiar with you. They've been consuming your content. And based on their actions, you can target them. And that can be extremely effective. The biggest mistake I think people make with Facebook ads is they just start spending money to target people. And they don't really understand who they are targeting or who the best people are to target. The better you get familiar with your audience and what they do and who they are, the more more successful you're going to be with your Facebook advertising campaigns. Don't get into Facebook ads. If you don't understand who you're targeting, don't get into Facebook ads. If you don't know how much your subscribers are worth, at least at some level, what's the lifetime value of a a potential subscriber? If you don't understand those types of things and you don't understand how to target people in the right way, you're probably you're just going to be throwing money away. 
But if you do understand, you can run ads. You can remarket to people. You know what remarketing is? You know, like you go to Amazon and you think about something <laughs> and then you go to Facebook and that thing follows you around. <laughs> that is remarketing. You actually went to Amazon and you, you clicked around. You searched for things. So Amazon knows what you're interested in. So they're going to show you just the things that they know that you're interested in. That's exactly how you want to do it. You want to be that smart marketer that is remarketing to the right people, the, the, the very targeted audience that you are trying to reach. That was number nine. You know what that means? We only got one more. Number, now I'm mixing languages. Number 10, numero 10. Number 10. You ready for it? All right, hold on. I got to put on the... The gloves for this one because this this is going to be intense. Use advanced email marketing strategies. Now, no, uh, sorry. Use advanced email remarketing strategies. Now, this is something that I haven't heard anyone. I actually haven't heard anyone talk about. Yes, I've heard people talk about marketing automation where you have like a, a system like Drip. You have a system like uh, Active Campaign or Infusionsoft or or whatever you're using, ConvertKit, and you can target people and segment them in all kinds of fancy ways and all that stuff. But my eyes have been opened over the last month or two, and I've seen what is possible. Using Google Tag Manager. Oh, my word. Is my mind blown by what is possible? Allow me to paint a picture for you. You know how we said that Facebook is very advanced when it comes to targeting? You can, for example, target people that have watched 30% of your video or they've watched all of your videos or they've, they've, they've engaged with your content in a very specific way. And if you understand Facebook advertising, you can spend money and target the best people for your business. But the question is this, and this one is, this really is to whet your appetite. This is for the advanced marketer that is thinking, man, I really want to take things to the next level. And I want to have the abilities that Facebook has, but on my blog. Does that pique your curiosity? All right. Let me paint a picture for you. Two people come to your blog. Or let's say two people come to your sales page. One person visits your sales page, scrolls all the way to the bottom, sees the price, and leaves immediately. Person number two comes to your sales page, and they do scroll all the way to the bottom. But it takes them about five minutes. Not only that, but they watch your video all the way through. Is there a difference between person one and person two? Person two has demonstrated by their actions that they are more interested. It's not just that they've landed on the sales page, but they took their time to consume that content. Well, what if you could target the people that make it to at least 60% of your sales page and they took their time in consuming that content? What if you could target that person separately from or different than you would someone that just bounced on your page? And what if you could send that person an email because they're on your email list? And what if you could use that information? What if you could target the people on your email list that watched 80% of that video that did such a good job at telling them about something that you do that's extremely valuable to them? Is that person more valuable than the person that just watched two seconds of your video? Absolutely. Now, when I say more valuable, I don't mean as a human being or as a person, but they are more likely to take action on the things that you present to them. They are more likely to buy your products and more likely to purchase your service. Well, what Google Tag Manager does is it allows you 
to track all of the little things, how much time they spent on the page, how far down they scrolled, those, how much of that video did they watch, how did they engage with your content, what links did they click on, what did they do. And if you're using a service like Drip, and you can also do this with like Infusionsoft and some of the other platforms, but if you're using a service like that, you can actually have Google Tag Manager send a signal to those services and allow you to have events that tag people in a certain way. You can tag them as hyper-engaged because they watched that entire 50-minute video. And then you can send emails accordingly. You can send the right emails to the right person, not just the person that landed on a page, but the person that did a certain kind of behavior on that page. That to me, that right now is what is blowing my mind. Because now you're not just remarketing using ads. You're remarketing to your subscribers that do very fine granular activities in very specific ways. Now, I'm curious because this is something that's more advanced and it's something that I am just learning now, but I want to know if this is stuff that you're interested in. So just give me feedback. This is episode number, what is it? 319, becomeablogger.com slash 319. Give me your feedback on this episode. Tell me if this is something that you're interested in. Yeah, those are 10 ways. Oh my word, we made it through. It was a little longer than normal, you know, maybe by five minutes, but that's all good. I think you got some value from that. If you got some value, head on over to becomeablogger.com slash 319 and let me know what you think. Any questions you have and all that good jazz. Anyhow, I just want to issue that reminder that if you are at that level in your blogging business where you are doing well, but you want to do much better, you want to have... You want to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. You want to be a part of a paid mastermind that is going to help you take your business, your blogging to the next level. Head on over to apply at becomeablogger.com slash apply. Now, everything I do is not just for the advanced blogger. I also try to provide resources for those of you that are trying to get started but or you're, you've gotten started and you're, you're trying to take things to the next level, but you're just, you, you need that extra guidance bloggercoaching.com that's where you can find access to the become a blogger coaching club i would love to have you i would love to work with you whether it's in the mastermind or it's in the coaching club but that's pretty much it for this episode you know who this is this is leslie samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time and until next time take care and god bless Three, four.